On today's episode of District Divided, it was a fantastic week of basketball in the DMV. We break all that down in the State of the Union while also talking about the Washington Capitals, Washington Spirit, the Mystics, DC United, and the Nationals. And then I give you my DC sports power rankings from top to bottom, most likely to win a championship to least likely to win a championship this season. And that's all I got for you folks. So kick back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Does no gifts really mean no gifts? That answer eluded me the day after Valentine's Day. Leah and I had agreed on no gifts. It was even proposed by Leah. We're normally very good about giving each other gifts and surprising each other and things like that. But this year we decided, you know what? We're going to the Line Hotel to do a staycation, which was very nice, by the way. Really enjoyed that on Valentine's Day. And so we're not going to do any gifts because we're doing that. What a fool I was. I fell for the oldest trick in the book because lo and behold, the next day, she shows up with tons of chocolates in the shape of a heart. And there I was, empty-handed, clueless, lost, and scrambling for solutions. What was I to do? Well, the first thing I was going to do was blame Hallmark for this. Fuck you, Hallmark. In 1913, they created Valentine's Day cards to show once a year that you care about your significant other. As if the other 364 days, you're supposed to do nothing. But here I am. They begin mass producing the card in 1916, and for over 100 years now, men have been playing catch-up. Men have been playing catch-up. Just brutal. Absolutely brutal. I did end up making up for it. Thankfully, Leah is very forgiving. It involved taking Barkley to a Safeway, to a CVS, pretending he was a service dog, getting flowers, getting chocolates, but mission accomplished. What did I learn? Always, always do whatever it takes on Valentine's Day itself to show that you care. Respect your women every single day. And that is absolutely what you should be doing with your Washington spirit and Washington mystics, your soccer and basketball teams respectively, because these women and these teams, my goodness, when I was doing the state of the union, it dawned on me just how loaded these two teams are. And if you're in DC and you're craving a championship, well, it may take a while for one of your men's teams to win. But it may take no time at all for one of your women's teams to win. Let's begin by looking at the Washington Spirit and their roster. This past offseason, they picked up two different U.S. Women's National Team players in Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet. 
to shore up that back line. You then have goalkeeper Aubrey Bledsoe, who is now more frequently getting U.S. Women's National Team call-ups. You have Andy Sullivan to anchor the midfield. She is also getting U.S. Women's National Team call-ups. Then you have second overall pick Trinity Rodman, daughter of Dennis Rodman, but that's not how she's going to be known because whenever you listen to an interview involving her, she is hell-bent on making sure she's making her own name. And she has been a beast in the youth setup for the U.S. Women's National Team. You can be sure she is going to be a monster in this league playing up top for your Washington spirit. And then there's Ashley Sanchez, last year's first round pick, who is now already the number 10 for the Washington spirit. And then there's Kumi Yokoyama on the other wing, who won goal of the season for the Washington spirit. She is a technical genius. Your Washington spirit are loaded. And they look like they could win a championship anytime. And your Washington Mystics may actually be even more loaded. And we're going to get more into that in the State of the Union. But this team has everything. Absolutely everything. The front court is dominant. The guards are incredible. And if they re-sign Natasha Cloud, and we're going to talk about that again, this looks like a championship team. And we're talking multiple championships. Start paying attention to your women's sports if you aren't already. Because the Washington Spirit and the Washington Mystics are your absolute best chances at winning a championship and celebrating a championship. So get on board before it's too late. Let's jump into your State of the Union. Welcome to the State of the Union this week, your DC Sports Wraparound Coverage segment. We begin with the Washington Capitals. They had a pair of games with the Pittsburgh Penguins last week. It began with a 6-3 loss last Sunday, but then we finished on the right side of the scoreboard. A 3-1 win on Tuesday. Jacob Vrana got a goal in both games to lead the Caps against the Penguins. We currently sit in fourth place in the East Division with 17 points, and this race is tight. Pittsburgh is breathing down our necks just two points back. Remember in hockey, a win is two points. And the New Jersey Devils have only played 10 games to our 14 games played. So they have eight points they can get and are currently five points back of us. Up next this week, four games all in D.C. at Cap 1 Arena and all against teams below us in the standings. The Buffalo Sabres tonight at 7 p.m. Then the New York Rangers on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. The New Jersey Devils on Sunday at 7 p.m. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins on Tuesday at 7 p.m. All those games can be seen on NBC Sports Washington. And now we go from the ice to the hardwood. And it was an amazing week of basketball in the DMV. Let's begin with the Wizards. They were 3-1 this past week. All three wins came with Russell Westbrook in the lineup. And that is actually a bit of a shocker this year because up until this week, they were 2-12 with Russell Westbrook in the lineup. The loss also came with Westbrook in the lineup, but so did a three-game win streak. It started with a 109-91 loss to the New York Knicks last Friday, but we then rebounded with a 104-91 win over the Boston Celtics. This marked the first time all season that we held our opponent to under 100 points, so signs of change there. 
we then had another game, this time with John Wall coming back to DC, and we beat his depleted Houston Rockets 131 to 119. John Wall was excellent in this game, though, with 29 points and 11 assists. Thankfully, we've got a guy named Bradley Beal, and he always comes to play. He poured in 37 points of his own, and Russ, in his first back-to-back -back game of the season, had a triple-double with 16 points, 15 assists, and 13 rebounds. We concluded the week with an absolutely drama-filled game last night. A 130-128 win over the Denver Nuggets. We were up as many as 12 in the fourth quarter. And Davis Bertans got fouled on a three. And Bradley Beal got fouled with one-tenth of a second left when the score was 128 all. He drained both free throws. Game over. Three-game win streak. The first one of the season for the Washington Wizards. And it must also be said that Mo Wagner has been excellent for the Wizards. We are now 3-0 when he's in the starting lineup. He scored 11 points against the Boston Celtics and then 15 against the Houston Rockets. And the play that sums up Mo Wagner, John Wall steals the ball from him in that Rockets game. Wagner steals it back, takes it to the corner and drains the three to ice the game against the Houston Rockets. He is a high energy guy that brings it on every possession and this is exactly what this team needed. He has been excellent. The Wizards are now in 13th place out of 15 in the Eastern Conference. The Toronto Raptors and Charlotte Hornets are in 7th and 8th place with a 13 and 15 record. So we are only 3 games back of 7th place and only 4 games back of 4th place. So the Wizards are also in a tight race just like your Washington Capitals. Anything is possible and there are still 46 games to go. Now, the Wizards will be without Ish Smith, point guard Ish Smith, for most of these games. He's been declared out for six to eight weeks with a right quad injury. Up next this week, a West Coast road trip. Four games with three this week. Saturday at the Portland Trailblazers at 10 p.m. They will be without guard CJ McCollum. Then Monday at the LA Lakers at 10 p.m. They will be without center Anthony Davis. And then Tuesday at the LA Clippers at 10 p.m. And they may be without both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So there are opportunities here for our Washington Wizards on a three-game win streak. All games can be seen on NBC Sports Washington. And finally, congrats to Bradley Beal for being named an All-Star and a starter in the All-Star game. Scott Brooks leaked the news himself before the Nuggets game last night. This is the first time the Wizards have had an All-Star starter since John Wall six years ago in the 2014-2015 NBA season. That concludes the best week for the Wizards so far this season. And why don't you guys come back to college with me now? And we are going to start with the University of Maryland. They were 3-0 this past week. 3-0. Hats off to the Terps. A 72-59 win over Minnesota on Sunday. It completes the season sweep over the Golden Gophers. And then they swept Nebraska, a 64-50 win over Nebraska on Tuesday, and then a 79-71 win again over the Cornhuskers on Wednesday to complete the back-to-back. -back. The Terps are now ninth out of 14 in the Big Ten, and up next, just one game, but it's going to be a tough one and a huge one. Sunday at Rutgers at 3 p.m., Rutgers are seventh in the conference, so it is a huge game for the Terps. The game can be seen on the Big Ten Network. Now to the nation's capital again we go. The Georgetown Hoyas 1-0 this past week, a 78-63 win over Butler, and it was historic because Javon Blair and Jamarco Pickett both became career 1,000-point scorers in the game just minutes apart from each other. 
congrats to Javon and Jamarco for that amazing career accomplishment. The Hoyas are now in ninth place out of 11 in the Big East with a 4-7 conference record. And since the program's COVID outbreak, the Hoyas are 3-2, so they have been playing better. Have they clicked? We're going to find out more this week. They have two games, both against very tough opponents. Third place Seton Hall on Saturday at 5.30 p.m. And then fifth place UConn, who are back in the Big East on Tuesday at 9 p.m. The Seton Hall game can be seen on CBS Sports Network. And the UConn game can be seen on FS1. Now, your Washington Mystics women's basketball. It has been a while since we've talked about our women's basketball team. And there is lots to catch up on here. Free agency is ongoing in the WNBA right now, and here's what the Mystics have done so far. Let's start with the outs. Small forward Ariel Powers, best known for her Twitter spat with Andre Iguodala on being addressed by number instead of name, has gone on to sign for the Minnesota Lynx. She played only six games with us last season, but she was a beast in those games. Second on the team in scoring with 16 points per game and averaged 30 minutes a game. She is going to be sorely missed. She was a monster for the Washington Mystics. And then power forward Tiana Hawkins signed a two-year deal with the Atlanta Dream. Hawkins played six seasons with the Mystics. Last season, she averaged eight and a half points per game and 20 minutes a game. Both players will be missed. Now, what about the players we have brought back? Who have we re-signed? The Mystics have re-signed Tina Charles and LaToya Sanders. Charles was acquired by the Mystics last April via trade. She was the 2012 WNBA MVP and has averaged 18 points per game and nine and a half rebounds per game. She is a double-double machine. She was medically exempt from the WNBA restart last July, but she looks to be available for this go-round. Sanders was part of the 2019 championship squad. She also did not play last season in the WNBA restart in the bubble. And she has averaged six points per game and five and a half rebounds per game and two assists per game in the 34 games played and started in 2019 when we won that title. Now, what about the new squad members? We signed Alicia Clark from the Seattle Storm. Clark is a huge signing. She was on the WNBA All-Defensive First Team last season and was a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Also, happens to be the best three-point shooter in the league, in the combined associations actually, 52% from three. That percentage from three leads both the WNBA and the NBA. Amazing, amazing statistic there. Alicia Clark, defensive juggernaut, three-point specialist. The Seattle Storm also won the championship last season. So between our title in 2019 with this squad and the Storm's title in 2020, there is plenty of elite experience on the roster. We also signed Erica McCall from the Minnesota Lynx. She was the 17th overall pick in the 2017 WNBA draft. She only averaged around 10 minutes a game with the Lynx. So she may end up having a similar role here with the Mystics. We'll see what happens. Still to be signed, point guard Natasha Cloud. She sat out the 2020 season to fight racial injustice. The Mystics are the only team that are able to talk to her because she sat out the 2020 season. So there's a good chance she is re-signed. And then Emma Miesemann, the Belgian female athlete of the year in 2020. Will she be re-signed? There are questions about whether she will even be playing in the WNBA because she's currently playing overseas. So we'll see what she decides to do and in turn what the Mystics decide to do. I will be keeping you guys updated on all things Mystics moving forward, but let this mega update serve you guys well for now. Now let's move to baseball. 
Spring training is finally here. Our nationals are in West Palm Beach for it, which is where our facility is, and the pitchers and catchers first reported yesterday. Spring training games begin on February 28th, and the season opener is on April 1st against the New York Mets. Now, on to women's soccer, the Washington Spirit. How about a new star-studded set of investors? Chelsea Clinton, Jenna Bush Hager, former U.S. Women's National Team goalie Brianna Scurry, and former Olympic gymnast and gold medalist Dominique Dawes highlight the names. This can only be good news for the NWSL as there have been a number of new investor groups. It never hurts to have more money in the league, and I'm glad the Spirit are one of those lucky teams to have strong ownership. Switching gears to international play, the She Believes Cup begins tonight. Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet are both on the roster, and we have three games. Against Canada tonight at 7 p.m., against Brazil on Sunday at 3 p.m., and against Argentina Wednesday at 7 p.m. All games can be seen on FS1. Best of luck to Kelly and Emily. And rounding out with some unfortunate bad news, forward Avery Collins tore her ACL and will miss the start of the 2021 NWSL season at the very least. We'll see when she's back. Best of luck in your recovery, Avery. On to men's soccer, DC United. According to Stephen Goff at Soccer Insider, the ultimate source for DMV soccer information, DC United are close to finalizing contract negotiations for fourth overall pick, Clemson forward and Englishman, Kimarni Smith. If that negotiation goes through, that would mean DC United would have signed both their first round picks with Mike DeShields already under contract. Defender from Wake Forest. Finally, the Washington football team. Chris Polian, son of Colts legendary GM Bill Polian, has been hired as director of pro personnel. He previously served as the Jaguars director of pro personnel from 2013 to 2019, so he's had some time off, but he is now back and in the front office for your Washington football team. Now, what the hell does the director of pro personnel do? For those that don't know, the director of pro personnel is responsible for contract negotiations with free agents, contract extensions with current players, and scouting players from the other 31 NFL teams. And the director of pro personnel, Chris Polian, will be reporting to the GM, Martin Mayhew. We'll see how he meshes with Marty Hurdy and Martin Mayhew there. And that will conclude this week's State of the Union, your DC Sports Wraparound Coverage segment. So I've now been doing this podcast for over a year. As many of you know, celebrated District Divided's one-year anniversary on Valentine's Day just a few days ago. But I have never done a segment like this, and it's actually unbelievable because I cover virtually all DC sports teams. So here it is, your DC Sports official District Divided Power Rankings. Number one is going to be the team most likely to win a championship soonest, and number 10 will end up being your least likely team to win a championship. We're going to do a countdown, so we will begin with number 10, get down to 9, 8, 7, all the way down to 1. So beginning with the least likely team to win a championship at number 10, the Maryland Terrapins football team. And it's not even really their fault. College football right now is Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Insert fourth team here. Typically, a program like Oklahoma, this past year, it was Notre Dame, and they got smoked. 
It's a participation trophy at number four. Thanks for playing. Move on. Maryland just moved to the Big Ten a few years ago. They are still getting better at recruiting. So maybe over time, they can end up becoming a juggernaut. But I don't see it right now. I don't think anybody does. So at number 10, at least likely to win a championship, Maryland Terrapins football. At number nine, your Washington Wizards. Because in the NBA, it takes a super team to win. When you look at the most recent title winning teams, you had the Warriors with Curry, Clay, Draymond, Durant. That put them so over the top. Championships were automatic. Then Durant just left. Now he's at Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Now in the Eastern Conference with the Washington Wizards. Now we've beaten them twice in the regular season, but you really think we could beat them in a playoff series? Almost no chance. Like Bradley Beal would have to average 50. And Russell Westbrook would have to play the most efficient basketball he has ever played. And he is not playing efficient basketball right now. And he's aging. So unless Ted Leonsis, owner of both the Washington Wizards and Washington Capitals, begins heavily investing in the Wizards, and he has not shown he's doing that, he loves his caps way more, that is the worst kept secret in D.C., the Wizards are going to continue to struggle. Again, this franchise has not won 50 games in something close to 50 years. So they're a ways away. I love the Wizards, but they are a ways away from winning a championship Number eight, the Georgetown Hoyas and their basketball program. Now, there's plenty of reason for optimism next season. Five-star recruit Aminu Muhammad shows up on campus. Then we have Ryan Matumbo showing up as well, son of Georgetown legend Dikembe Matumbo, that finger wag. We got Dante Harris. We got Kudus Wahab. We got a nice core group of guys. But Georgetown is no longer the program they once used to be. Patrick Ewing looks like he's beginning to establish an identity, and it's already been four years or so. So we're getting there, and we'll have to retain Ewing and let him continue to recruit well because, again, we have a strong recruiting class coming in. But are we Kentucky? No. Are we Duke? No. Are we North Carolina? No. Are we Gonzaga? No. It's just too difficult right now until we begin churning out five-star recruits and our three-stars start playing like five-stars, things of that nature. So the Georgetown Hoyas at number eight. Number seven, the Maryland Terrapins and their basketball program. Again, not a blue blood school. They did win a title about 20 years ago, but it is so hard to win In college basketball. The tournament is insane. And unless again. You're one of these blue bloods. It's just far too difficult. Now I respect the Terrapins. Because they always find a way. To get the best out of their players. Always. Without fail. So maybe they get hot. One of these years. Like even this year. They've got three or four different. Road wins against top 25 teams. They can get hot, but the likelihood that they're hot for all the March Madness, very, very slim. So I have them at number seven. At number six, DC United. 
The roster is not what it used to be. There is no Wayne Rooney. There is no Luciano Acosta. We're still trying to figure out where the goals are coming from. Hernan Lozada, the new head coach of DC United, has a lot of work to do. Now, his managerial style is like Diego Simeone and Marcelo Bielsa put together. Those are his words. I don't even know what that means. Marcelo Bielsa is a very attack-minded coach. Diego Simeone, very defensive-minded. The one thing they have in common, they like to press, so I suppose you're going to see high energy. But his work, there is a ton of work Hernan Lozada has to do, and the roster is not very kind as of right now. Paul Ariola, arguably the team's best player, on loan to Swansea City, may not even come back. That loan may turn permanent. People are beginning to suspect so. So we may lose a U.S. men's national team player in the process, which puts Hernan Lozada in an even deeper hole. So we'll see what happens with D.C. United. But as of right now, number six, D.C. United. Number five, with the potential to move up here, the Washington football team. The defense is really, really good. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers proved that a defense can win a championship holding the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to nine points. That was an unbelievable effort by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. So if you have a defense, that can greatly help out. And the Washington football team certainly has that. Chase Young has Ray Lewis-esque energy when it comes to leadership. And he's from the area. He loves this team and we all love him. That defensive line, ferocious, talented. The offensive line played surprisingly well last season. The wide receivers need work, but if they can get a quarterback, and as much as I love Taylor Heineke, but if Deshaun Watson suddenly showed up and was our quarterback, oh my goodness, shoots right up these power rankings because that changes everything. An elite quarterback like that a special quarterback like Deshaun Watson with that defense. My goodness. And free agents are going to take notice as well. All of a sudden, Allen Robinson may go, I want to go to the Washington football team. Kenny Galladay may go, I want to go to the Washington football team. Things could get very, very interesting if they were to trade for an elite quarterback. But as of right now, at number five, the Washington football team. At number four, the Washington Nationals. Just began spring training. Elite pitching staff picked up John Lester this offseason to go along with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. The pitching is unbelievable. It's always been the strength of this team. Then you have Wonder Boy Juan Soto. You got Josh Bell, who we just traded for with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kyle Schwarber came in this offseason. Ryan Zimmerman is back. He is a bat and a half. Trey Turner, the speedster. Lots of reason to be excited about the Washington Nationals. Baseball, incredibly difficult sport to make the playoffs in. But if you do, you never know. Just like the Nets, when they were a wildcard team and ended up winning it all. I have them at number four. At number three, your Washington Capitals. So long as Alex Ovechkin is there, you've got a shot. He is one of the all-time greats. And he has not shown signs of slowing down. It's ridiculous. People talk about Tom Brady. Look at Alex Ovechkin over here. My goodness, this man is unbelievable. 
Then you've got Yevgeny Kuznetsov. You've got Nicholas Backstrom. Zdeno Chara now on the back line. we got John Carlson, who is a points machine. This team has championship caliber experience. They do have a championship as well just a few years back. They have what it takes to go on a run and win the Stanley Cup. And then we started this show talking about respecting your women. Respecting the women of this city, of the world, etc. But more specifically, respecting your women's sports teams here. And they highlight the top two. At number two, the Washington Spirit, your women's soccer team. Folks, get on board. The Washington Spirit are going for it. They signed this offseason Kelly O'Hara, U.S. Women's National Team player, and Emily Sonnet, U.S. Women's National Team player. Aubrey Bledsoe, the goalkeeper, has some U.S. Women's National Team experience. Andy Sullivan, the anchor of the midfield, U.S. Women's National Team experience. Ashley Sanchez, last year's first-round pick, showed tons of potential and promise, tons of creativity. She now wears the number 10 shirt. Trinity Rodman daughter of Dennis Rodman, will not be known as daughter of Dennis Rodman. She will be known as Trinity Rodman because she is ferocious. She is an alpha. When you hear her interviews, I'm telling you, she is going to be ridiculous. She is going to be so, so good. The back line looks strong. Goalkeeper, strong. Midfield, strong. Kumi Yokoyama, Goal of the season last season, a technical genius. She plays on the front line too. This doesn't even mention Ashley Hatch, who normally starts for the Washington Spirit. She is awesome as well. This team has what it takes to win the NWSL, especially with Samantha Mewis, U.S. Women's National Team player, leaving to go play for Manchester City from the North Carolina Courage, weakening them significantly. And at number one, your Washington Mystics. This team is loaded. The front court of Elena Deladon, Tina Charles, who is yet to play for the team, but is a double-double machine. Latoya Sanders. Maisha Hines-Allen, who was probably the best player for the Washington Mystics. Didn't even mention her in the State of the Union. That front court is absurd. And Emma Mieseman, if she were to come back way over the top. Then you also factor in that we took the Seattle Storm's guard in Alicia Clark. All WNBA defensive first team, defensive player of the year candidate, shoots 52% from three. You get Natasha Cloud back as well, which looks likely to happen. What more do you want from that team? That team also just won a title in 2019. They know what they're going to be about. They know how to get it done. Deladon didn't play during the restart. The Mystics are going to be whooping people. So if you want a championship, start following the Mystics. Because they are about to deliver one. I am so confident about it. So once again, now from top to bottom, at number one, your Washington Mystics. At number two, Washington Spirit. At number three, the Washington Capitals. At number four, your Washington Nationals. At number five, the Washington football team. Number six, D.C. United. Number seven, 
the Maryland Terrapins basketball program, number eight, the Georgetown Hoyas basketball program, number nine, the Washington Wizards, and at number 10, the Maryland Terrapins football program. That concludes your DC sports power rankings from most likely to least likely to win a championship. I am your host, Amit Singh. This has been District Divided. If you like the podcast, please follow it on Twitter and Instagram at District Divided. And there is also a Facebook page and group both called District Divided. Please like and join respectively and love my man, Polly Polo, as he outros you today. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. I can go for broke, but the capital is in me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me.